This is Clay from Skilled Gentleman Podcast. You're listening to Handgun World Podcast with Bob Main. Folks, I'm Bob Maine, and welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. This is episode number 641 of a practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. So I want to talk about some listener feedback this week. I love getting feedback, voicemails, emails, posts on social media, whatever it might be, I enjoy it because, as I've said many times, this is your show. I am the guy that is the voice, I'm the producer, uh, but you guys basically create the content. And the way you do that is you either send me voicemails like you're going to hear today on this episode, you send me emails, I think about it. I think about it for a while, and then I create content based basically around what you want. And so, and a lot of people support me in doing that. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I want to give a big shout out to all of the Patreon supporters I have. And you're not going to hear any commercials on this show. You're not going to hear me do any commercials because I don't have paid sponsors. I like to remain as independent as possible, but that means I need you to support me. And if you get on Patreon, you can for as little as only $3 a month. Think about that. $3 a month, you can help keep this show going and support what I do and see some exclusive content, patreon.com slash handgunworld. And a link will be in the show notes. So let me get right to the voicemail. So Nathan in Tennessee is the first one that I want you to hear from. Let's play his message. Hey, Bob, this is Nathan from Tennessee. Many thanks for your show and Shadow Systems recommendations. For several years now, I have been considering diving into the world of pistol red dot optics. I have held off due to the cost of the platform, the optic itself, and the cost of the quantity of ammo required to become proficient. Due to a recommendation on one of your recent shows, I checked gunbroker.com and found a Shadow Systems DR920L in used condition, less than 100 rounds through it, for a 30% discount over new. I jumped on this, and found the pistol to be exactly what I was hoping for. I bit the bullet and sprung for the Trigicon SRO as my optic with a good sale from Midway.com. I've put a couple hundred rounds through the gun so far and am extremely pleased. It has been 100% reliable. I am having a very good experience with the SRO as well. This is a dedicated range, possible competition gun for me, but it's a great choice for me as I was already on the Glock platform. Thank you for your excellent content you have produced for many years. I most likely would not have the blessing of this fine new pistol for an amazing price without you. God bless you and your family. Thanks again, Nathan from Tennessee. 
Well, Nathan, thank you very much. That was a great voicemail. Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. I wonder, I'd love to have a count of how many guns that that I've sold. <laughs> not directly. I'm not I don't, I'm not an FFL dealer. Okay, so let me put a disclaimer on this. I'm not an FFL dealer, but I influence people um to 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 acquire self-defense tools. And that's my job on this show. So Nathan, um that is great. I'm glad you found the DR920L and you got into the optics world which i i have yet to get fully into pistol optics i'm i'm working on it folks i'm telling you i'm working on it i see the benefit of it and i had an optic on my uh, glock 19 my third gen glock 19 i wasn't too happy with that so it it went away but i need to get back into the optics and of course, there's so many good pistols out there, M&Ps and SIGs and the Glock MOSs and the Shadow Systems and the CZs that all have excellent pistol mounting optic platforms, optics on pistols, excuse me, uh, Canics, let me put the Canics in there, uh, they have a good mounting system. And so Nathan, th- that that's great. Congratulations. And Keep in touch. Keep. Let me know how it continues to go. You said you put 200 rounds through it. Uh, let me know what's what it's like when you get the 1,000-round trigger job done. Let me know what that's like, Nathan. I'd appreciate that. And uh, feel free to call in again. Folks, if you want to call in, the number is 210-646-1727. I realize that voicemail is kind of old-fashioned now these days in 2023. But it still works. And it's still a good way to communicate. 210-646-1727. And you got about three minutes. If you call in, you should be able to make your point in about three minutes. So once again, thank you. Now, the next one comes from Dave in Utah, one of my regular contributors. But he talks about new shooters. And he makes an extremely good point about new shooters and getting them started with handguns. It's actually something I didn't even really think about. So let's listen to Dave in Utah. Hey, Bob, it's Dave in Utah. Um, you had a recent podcast episode talking about new shooters. Uh, my feedback on new shooters is I think that the gun that you have them shoot, it needs to be, you need to do pick the gun with the idea of comfort as much as possible because they have they're going to have so many things going on in their mind um you know including trying to listen to all your instructions and not you know trying to not kill anybody with this deadly weapon they don't need to also be worried about is this gun going to hurt them uh one example was a um person that i took shooting she was very uh fairly apprehensive but wanted to learn how to do it properly and I had her shooting my my M&P Pro and when that thing ejects brass the brass doesn't go very far so what happened is she was trying to she'd pull the trigger and then the brass would 
brush her on the arm, and she was so wound up and apprehensive that she thought that, like, a yellow jacket, a wasp was landing on her arm. And so with the gun hand, she was trying to swat the bug away that kept touching her and, of course, was throwing the gun all over the place. And so I had to switch to my SIG 229 for her to shoot. Um, since that thing ejects the brass reliably really far away, even though it had a double-action trigger, which normally you'd think would be harder, she had an easier time with that one because she wasn't worried about anything touching her unexpectedly, things like that. Um, It's a quick example, but it's one thing that, you know, we need to consider comfort. We need to consider people's apprehension when they're brand new at shooting. Anyway, keep up the uh, good work and talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Dave. I never really thought about how the brass is ejecting from the handgun and how new shooters would react to that. Never thought about that. So from now on, when I'm working with a new shooter, I am going to think about that. I'm going to be making sure that I shoot my gun a lot and watch what the brass is doing before I hand it to the person that I'm teaching. Experienced shooters don't really care. You know, speaking of brass coming out of handguns, Uh, Ben and I were teaching a class, Ben Branham. I remember this was probably about six or seven years ago, okay? And we were teaching a class, and a shooter was working on moving and shooting. That's because we taught. We teach a lot of that and how to move and shoot and do it accurately. And so I was following this guy, and he was firing away, and he was doing real good. He was hitting the target and everything, And a piece of brass, empty brass, came out of his handgun right straight into my nose because I was like about a foot and a half behind him. Hit me right in the nose, and I was bleeding like crazy. Uh, It cut cut my nose, uh, put a pretty nice slice into my nose. And... 15 to 20 seconds later, my face was covered with blood. And I didn't even really know it at first. And then Ben, Ben Branham came up to me. Bob, what happened? What happened? And everybody thought that there was a tragedy. And it wasn't. We were able to stop the bleed. And my nose was bandaged up and stuff. And I just kept teaching the class with Ben. But that's what can happen. That's what can happen with brass flying out of your gun. So... Dave does make a real good point. Sometimes that intimidates new shooters. Didn't intimidate me. Been there, done that. Um, For most experienced people, it's not going to be a real big problem for you. But I see how it can be a uh, concern. So thank you, Dave. That's something. The more that we can make new shooters comfortable, I believe, the better experience they're going to have, the more they're going to want to repeat their shooting experience. So comfort is a big deal. Uh, Do you have any ideas uh, on how to make new shooters more comfortable? I would love to hear it. Again, the voicemail number 210-646-1727. You can email me handgunworld at gmail.com. That's another good way. Uh, And Dave, uh, thanks again. Next, I want to talk about a very important subject, which is situational awareness because of what is going on today in the world i don't i don't have to give you any news you probably get way more news about all that than you probably even care 
to listen to and other people are talking about it. So let's face it, it's a dangerous world, okay? And we don't even know who's in our country with all of the people that have been coming into the country and many of them suspicious people that are younger people that look like they're coming in here to to the country not to settle with their families but to cause some violence and problems i'm I'm just saying that's what they look like i can't guarantee that but it sure as heck looks like that's what it looks like i mean that's what it is and it it, it, it really has that appearance so we got to be we got to be vigilant you you need to always first of all first of all let me say this always carry your gun folks Please, always carry your gun. It, that's, that's what it's meant for. Okay? Whatever is your favorite carry gun, carry it. Don't leave home without it. You don't know what's going to happen. You cannot predict the future. Israel thought that they could predict the future. Uh, that was wrong, wasn't it? Uh, do any of you know about Israel's very strict gun laws? They're very strict, very difficult for citizens to own firearms. I'm not talking about the military service. I know that Israel makes it mandatory for the military service for young people. But when they're finished with that, private citizens, private citizens historically have not been able to own firearms for protection in Israel unless they get very good permission from their government. That's not a Second Amendment that they have there. And even limits to ammunition sales. So limits on guns, limits on ammunition. I guess the Israeli government can predict the future, right? I guess they know the future for every private citizen. So nobody needs a firearm. The government is here to help, right? The government's there to protect the people. So nobody needs to defend themselves. Wrong And now I believe that Israel is rethinking their gun laws. Huh. Interesting. Well, who would have thunk that? Who would have thunk that? That if you you have strict gun laws, that, that violence is going to happen. I mean, how could that be, folks? How is it that you restrict law-abiding citizens and strip away their rights and violence happens? I... How could that be? I mean, I didn't know that that that, that was going to happen. Did you? Man, give me a break. Any government that restricts people's right to life, uh, that's so wrong. And yes, I said right to life. You know, we we have a political season again coming. And boy, this next year uh, is going to be really, really political. That's all you're going to hear because we have a huge election coming up next November. Uh, And you're going to hear them talk about the right to life, okay? But what they're talking about, what these politicians are talking about that are running for president and Senate and the House of Representatives and everybody, they're talking about the abortion issue. I'm not talking about the abortion issue. When I say right to life, I mean, not on this show, I'm not talking about the abortion issue. I have a, a stance on that. Um, I'm going to say something very controversial. Uh, I'm going to say something that people are probably not going to like, but I don't care if they like it or not. I'm an I'm a Christian. I'm an evangelical Christian. Okay, I'm a conservative Christian. 
I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I believe that everybody has a right to life. Okay? That is my position. But I'm talking now about handguns and self-defense. What about the right to life of people that are already born and that are adults and that have families to protect? Don't they also have a right to life? How about you listening to this show? Do you have a right to life? How about me that's speaking right now? Do I have a right to life? Of course, in any, any government, any government that restricts my right to life to preserve it, to defend my life, any government that restricts that is wrong. They're part of the problem. And maybe now Israel is rethinking, oh, wow, did we make a huge mistake not allowing citizens or not encouraging citizens to protect themselves when the stink hits the fan as it did? It really hit the fan, didn't it? And so now I hope that that evil gets wiped out, completely wiped out. That's That's the only option here. I am also saying in this show, using this audience and this speaker that I have, that please, governments, do not take away our right to defense, to self-defense, because that is our right to life. And no matter what what side of the abortion issue you are on... um, you, you know, everybody who listens to this show, I don't care what your position is, but I do think that you will agree that once that a person is here, once they're born, once they grow up and they are of age where they can defend their life against somebody that wants to take it, don't you support that? I sure hope you do because I do too. And that's what this show is all about. So please carry your gun. And when you do get a new shooter involved, you know, remember what Dave in Utah just said. Make sure that they're comfortable. Make sure that they have a new shooter good experience. A good experience the first time or even the the second or third time when they're very new at the concept of shooting and self-defense and new to handguns, even new to rifles and shotguns and pistol caliber carbines. I have a lot of new shooters or people who are new at this that contact me. They listen to my show. Maybe it's one of you right now listening to this show. And you, you need to make people comfortable. I'm a big fan, like Dave says, I'm a big fan of starting them off with an easy, low recoil gun and, and a not real noisy gun. Uh, one, of the, one of the best things that I think a new shooter can do is start off using a 22. 22s build confidence. Okay, 22s are not loud. They don't recoil hard, not even hardly at all. They're fun to shoot. And most new shooters are going to have a really good experience with a 22. I don't care if it's a revolver or a semi-automatic 22. I like using my old Advantage Arms 22 
conversion for a third gen Glock 19. It works great. I think I bought it about 10 years ago. And I think I probably only shot maybe 400 or 500 rounds. I actually took a two-day class with that gun, and it ran just fine. I do use CCI Mini Mag 22 long rifles. They're more expensive. That's more expensive ammo, but it is worth it. CCI Mini Mag, uh, it runs. That gun eats that up, and it runs, and it's reliable. I, I have had some reliability issues. Of course, you know, it's a rimfire cartridge, so in semi-automatics, it can sometimes be problematic uh, not so much in revolvers but the cci mini mag is great ammo and i have had good luck with that and if i can catch a sale on that to where it's a reasonable price i like to buy it up a lot and that's a really good but you know i mean if you have a glock 44 if you have an mnp in 22 or you got some kind of good 22 revolver or whatever i think that that's good i think that's a great way I also, I mean, it's a great way to start new shooters. I like to use my Glock 42. That's a soft shooting 380. Very soft shooting. People like that. Uh, my wife's uh, from the Philippines. And she, when, 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 shortly after when we got married and she came here to South Texas, she, you know, did, she'd never shot a handgun before. And the first handgun that she shot was my Glock 42. She loved it. She loved it. She didn't care for some of the larger calibers or the or the larger guns that I put in her hand. But the Glock 42 fit her well. She liked it. It was easy to shoot. It was easy to learn to how to be accurate quickly with it. And that's the kind of experience that new shooters need to have. Now she enjoys shooting. So I am just telling you that you know I 100% agree with what Dave says. Do what it is. Check out. Check how how does the brass hit them, or how does it come out of the gun, and where do you think it's probably going to go? Use a gun. Now I tell you what, my my Glock 19 lower with the Advantage Arms upper 22 on it. That that 22 brass. Hey, nobody cares about it. It comes out. It comes out far. Uh, and it goes off to the side. It doesn't come back. You know, I had one time I had a gun, a um, third gen. It was a third gen Glock 17, I think it was. About 10 or 11 years ago. And that thing shot brass straight into my face. I mean, almost, uh, probably 8 out of 10 rounds. The brass was hitting me in the face or hitting me in the shoulder. And I didn't like that. That's, that, that is pretty annoying. So... You know, and uh, I had to adjust the extractor to stop that from happening. But you know, I didn't have time in the middle of a competition match to uh, adjust my extractor. So anyway, think about all that. And I also want to say something else about Nathan from Tennessee, about his point. New shooters generally feel real good when they do use an optic whether it's a red dot or a green dot optic. I, from personal experience, I have seen new shooters really learn how to shoot that well. So there is a great advantage of a handgun with an optic mounted on it because new shooters only have to worry about one thing. All right, you teach them how to present that gun to the target, and all they do is put the red dot or the green dot where they want the bullet to go, and as long as they press the trigger smoothly and don't jerk the gun, 
it's going there. So that's a pretty easy sighting system to teach new shooters. And even experienced shooters, they learn that the, that the dot is, is where it's at. And I, I, like I said, I'm getting there. I'm, I've just shot iron sights for so long, folks. I'm just very used to iron sights. I'm comfortable with them. I'm fast with them. Uh, you know, I, I have spent some time. I'm not, I'm not speaking just, just for no reason. I have spent a lot of time, well over a thousand rounds uh, over probably about a year and a half with my third gen G19 with a, uh, it was a Trigicon RMR red dot. And I didn't do so well. So I'm going to try it again, though. I'm not just going to go by my first experience. I'm going to try it again pretty soon. I think it's a good investment. If you got some extra money and you want to invest in your shooting supplies and in your self-defense skills, uh, don't go buy another gun. Buy a whole bunch of ammo. Get a good optic for your gun. Put it on there and shoot and practice. That's probably a better investment than go buy another gun right now. If you have a few good guns, I, I think you're I think you're fine. You know, there's a big temptation for people to go buy a new gun. Hey, let's go buy something new. Everybody thinks that that new gun, that's going to get them what they want. That's going to help them shoot better. It's going to make everything better. They've got to have that new piece, right? Well, instead of the new piece, how about take that same amount of money, put it into a real good optic, for your handgun, practice with it, buy a whole bunch of ammo while while we can still get a whole bunch of ammo at a reasonable price, buy it, store it up, stock it, put it away for for that day that, that will be coming again where ammo will be scarce and ammo will be expensive, very difficult to find. It's coming again. That day is coming again, folks. You know, be prepared. I'm a prepper too. A lot of people know me and started listening to this show way back when I started a podcast called Today's Survival Show. I stopped doing that four or five years ago, but I think I got up to like almost 300 episodes of that. And it was all about preparedness. It was all about survival. And I still I still believe in all that. And stocking up on ammo is, that's a prepping skill. That's something that you need to have. The way the world is going right now, I really don't think that that's a bad idea. I think it's a good idea to stock up on ammunition as well as food and water and a bug out place and a bug out bag and a good plan. Preparedness really is about just having a good plan. Okay. And then having a good backup plan when your plan, your original plan doesn't work. I mean, that's kind of, the basics that's the stuff that you you really need to focus on uh, you need to do that not just with things but you need to do that with your finances as well you got to be prepared with your finances tough times are here financially for a lot of us tough times are here financially if you've prepared well it's going to be easier to deal with you know as dave ramsey says prepping and and having having money saved and having money invested it, it it makes tragedies turn into inconveniences okay 
in that he's talking about finances. It makes tragedies turn into simple inconveniences because you prepared for it. It's like that with anything else. Now, self-defense, a life and death situation, that's different. I, I agree. Would you agree with me on that? That self-defense, that's a that's a whole different ballgame, right? That's your life you're talking about or the life of a loved one. So be ready for that. Are you ready for that? I have to check my own you know, skills uh, from time to time and supplies and the things that I have to defend me and my family. Um, one thing that you can do is take people shooting, especially in your family. Get them familiar with firearms. Teach them, first of all, to be safe. To be safe. I am all about safety with firearms. Anybody that wants to criticize us in the firearms community and you're listening to this show, I'm going to tell you right now, Bob Maine is all about safety. But safely take your family shooting. Teach them how to use the guns that you have. And teach them well and get them to spend some time behind that handgun if you can. And not just your handguns, but your shotguns and your rifles and even your, your, your less than lethal weapons. Teach your family how to use them. Uh, it's not a good idea if someone in your family needs to use a gun. It's not a good idea if this is the first time that they've ever shot it. It's not a good idea if someone's trying to kill them that this is the first time that they've ever shot that gun. Because they may not be very effective with it. In fact, I can almost promise you they're not going to be very good if that was the first time that they ever shot that gun. Please do not let it be their first time in that situation, okay? Okay, I think that's enough. I think I've, I've made the points that I want to make on this episode. What are your thoughts? Email me, handgunworld at gmail.com. I check that often. I can't guarantee I'm going to answer every single email, but I am going to read them. I get a lot of them, but I, I do read them eventually, and I do not ignore them. So send those voicemail once again, 210-646-1727. And please, please support me on Patreon. I don't mean to beg. I'm not begging. If nobody supports me, that's okay because... If, if you get some benefit from this show, I'm happy. All right? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it as long as I can afford it and you get benefit. Uh, but help me afford it. Okay? For as little as $3 a month. Just think about, in this day and age, 2023, in November, just think about ways that you waste $3 a month. Instead, why don't you help this Second Amendment advocate and this self-defense advocate do his thing okay the link again will be in the show notes okay i'm done uh this is bob main you have just listened to another episode of the handgun world podcast please remember ladies and gentlemen shoot straight shoot safe and read your bible every day i'll talk to you again next time